so this is the Indie Film Review. We cover independent films here, and today we're doing a short films episode. Short films, volume 12. And uh, yeah, so we're going to be covering Hotter Up Close, Scar, and Amy Victoria. Yeah, so with these three films, you're going to hear um, our typical spoiler spiel. Spoiler spiel. spiel. Yeah, so yes. we're going to be spoiling these movies kind of right off the bat because by nature they're they're short films and there's um, you just get into them really quick. So definitely watch these films first. You can find them on Vimeo and YouTube. Just look them up. This week we are going to start with Hotter Up Close, given to us by um, the director Leland Montgomery, and um, he is. A new patron. I think he submitted to Patreon, right? Yes, he, he submitted to Patreon. The, the new thing we have. Cool. Yeah, because uh, we have a we have a PayPal as well that you can also submit to. Uh, so yeah, thank you to uh, him and thank you to Katie Rosen for reaching out to us and and uh, sending the screener and all that stuff. We really appreciate it. Uh, so yeah, Hotter Up Close, Dan. What the hell is this movie? So Hotter Up Close is about a man. Okay, good start. Who's just come off. It, he's turning 30 and his boyfriend has just cheated on him and it, he's not in the best life spot, but he has a cute guy that he's talking to and mm. he has a best friend that encourages him to like, you know, pursue this new cute guy because the cute guy definitely is flirting with him and he ends up going to this cute guy's beach or pool party. Dan, do you know the difference between a beach and a pool party? Yes. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> well, they both have sun. Yes. There's water there. Yes. I don't see the difference. Okay, so uh the main character's name is Chris in this, I believe. And then Dana is his friend. And I love the opening to this where they're both kind of just like doing uh stretches or yoga in the park. You're getting so much because this is a short, right? It's only maybe like 15 minutes long. You're getting so much information between the two. It stages everything so well to like I okay I know exactly what I'm getting mm-hmm. uh, I feel I understand the tone and I'm already getting jokes and I feel like I'm already laughing right in the beginning of this like I liked when uh, Dana was like okay we gotta take a selfie uh, to show that we actually did this because <laughs> it's like it doesn't matter if you just do it or not like you have to post it online to like show well and like I also like the framing of this shot too because it's it's a field out in front of the Hollywood sign and you can just see it's like a nice static shot of this yeah. field what's fun is like I feel like I've been there because I, I visited Hollywood before I'm yeah. like ah that's cool. And another thing that I really like that this this kind of introduces um, their costuming, like really sets a tone for this really cool, colorful mise en scene throughout the entire. Like Chris is always every single thing, every single scene that he is in, he's wearing some kind of bright color, and it's it's wonderful. Yeah, I think the lead character as Chris does an, like a great job. So if you can't already tell, I like this movie a lot. <laughs> and I would have watched an entire film of this. It's worth mentioning that um, it is written by and stars Christopher Matias Aguila. Oh, nice. Nice, nice, nice. That's awesome. So he wrote it and he starred in it. So the guy that you are seeing is the writer. Amazing. Yes. So good. Um, I'm trying to think if I have any criticisms. I only have one. Okay. Yeah, let's get into it. I want this to be a feature film. Like, it, <laughs> yeah, it, that's what I thought. It, too, it yeah. felt it felt way too short. Um, mm-hmm. The conflict in there could be explored like so deeply. And you could the, the, the film to me, 
at least. It, it feels like it's writing itself as it goes because we're introduced to this concept and this concept, it's like, this could go like three different ways. You know what I mean? And I'm, I was just disappointed that I didn't get to see where these places could have gone. There's just so much that is packed into this 15 minutes that I just wanted to see more of it. Yeah. And so the main crux of it is right. So he, he's been kind of flirting with this guy, uh, Aiden. And then he has that ex-boyfriend, Brad, who kind of shows up too. And he's like really like comical. Mm-hmm. I, he, he's like really tanned. He's got this mustache. They, they made him look kind of silly. Yeah. And uh, man bun. So he gets invited to the pool party. Okay. So many scenes. There's like a scene where Chris is working at, as a barista and mm. and his friend is like here eat this muffin he eats the muffin and then the the guy that he likes walks in and he like can't speak to him because he's mouth he's got muffin mouth we've muffin all been mouth. <laughs> muffin yes. mouth uh so that was really good and then eventually it's the whole theme of this is like chris is insecure about he's not like all the big beefy muscular boys right yes and like that kind of gets um hammered home with the pool party scene because like yes. it's just all these maybe not they're all masculine but you have like very confident flamboyant shredded yeah men who are like just kind of flaunting their sexuality and just you know they're trying to get with a- like it feels like you know it's Aiden's party but Everybody wants, well, especially Speedo Boy. He wants to get with yeah. Aiden. <laughs> Speedo Boy. Well, because the whole title, Hotter Up Close, is a line that I actually, because usually I don't like it when you drop the mm-hmm. title of the film in the, uh, you know, in the movie or whatever. It worked really well in this because it's this guy that I'm crushing on is so much hotter up close because in Chris's mind, this person's out of his league. But then it, it turns out at the end, right? It's like, oh, okay, Aiden thinks. I want to be with you because you're not like all of these other guys. So I thought that was really sweet. And then, okay, another thing too is uh, the scene where Chris and Aiden, it's a two person, uh, two subject close up. Yeah. And they hold that for the longest time and they're both just kind of like bantering back. Yeah, and they're awkwardly other, like, like kind of dodging a kiss. That was fantastic. It was so good. Loved it. So that's like, I think, where just cinematography is definitely yeah. um, a, yeah. a big part of this film. Like, not not necessarily camera movement, but framing. There's so many great frames that you can just take any kind of still from and just, like, use that as your movie poster or use that as yeah. your your computer background. Ooh. But, no, that, that, that scene that you're talking about where it's the two-person close-up shot, it worked because... It was it was lengthy too. Yeah, and it's intimate, and you are now a part of yes. what's going on. You feel like you're there because you're so close to these characters, yes. and it holds onto it for so long. And then you think that Aiden is going to be the one that makes the move, but we finally get it to be so awkward <laughs> yeah, that yeah, Chris yeah. makes the makes the first move. It was yeah, it was surprising. It just made me smile. Yeah. It was nice. So we've already hinted at it, but like I don't think there's anything technically wrong with this film. Like every, no, every aspect strong. of the film, sound, yes, all the design, it's solid. If I had a criticism, I would say um, Dana's character, the friend. There's like some throwaway thing where like at the end she's like, "Oh, uh, actually, one of these guys isn't gay," and Dana's gonna hook up with that person. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "Did we really need that?" I don't know. I just felt well, like, I thought it was. We... I thought it was funny because the guy that she's I guess it was like a joke. Yeah, the guy that she's hooking up with is talking to two other guys at the pool party, and he seems like he's super flamboyant and and like really you know embracing that homosexual persona, and he's talking about how he like 
um, is doing his TikToks and things like that. He's like, oh, yeah. I'm going to be successful with TikTok and blah, 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 blah. And the two guys that he's with are just like, yeah, you are on fire every single time. So like that, that's kind of what gives you the, 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 uh, well, it's an extra push into this guy has to be. So it plays with your assumptions. Yeah. But I just felt like it was such a throwaway thing at the end. I'm just like, did we really need this? I don't know. It felt like it distracted from the main story. Well, whenever it said that he was hung like a horse or whatever, like that probably was maybe a little bit too far. Because Dan is, uh, you're afraid of horses. Yes. That's <laughs> horse penises, actually, I should say. I read Berserk, man. That's Oh my God, don't. No. Dan, you can't say that. Okay, Google Berserk Horse, everyone, and I'm sure you'll find the panels that we're talking about. It's an anime, if you don't know. Um, powerful stuff. It'll change your oh life. Oh, my God, yeah. For the worse. Uh, so, yeah, closing thoughts, Dan. Um, my favorite part, it was a really... This is why I want this to be a feature. I feel like his conflicts can just, like I said, I, I think they can go so much deeper. That's my final thought. Like, it was, a it was a throwaway line, but Dana and Chris, they both work at the same cafe, and mm -hmm. Dana is kind of a shitty employee. Like she, she doesn't do that much. And but the manager lets her get away with anything. And Chris actually does his job. And the manager just yells at him. And I'm like, I want more of this relationship because this is hilarious. So it's like it's cartoony, but then it's believable within the world that they've set for yes. us. It does. It doesn't. It never took me out of the film thinking like, oh, okay, this is really silly. That's actually a good way of putting it. Like, it it, it is. There is a lot of cartooniness to it. Like the world building, like you're saying, is mm -hmm. definitely another really big strength of this film. But it works within the rules that it yeah. set up for itself. So. Really good. Really good stuff. Okay. All right. Enough about that. So thank you once again, team Hotter Up Close, for your yeah. submission. We really appreciate it. Jeez, fucking kissing their butts all goddamn day. Great movie. Everybody go watch it. It's on... Where did we see it? Is it YouTube? Uh, we'll, we'll include a link. In, just look at our description. You'll be able to find the, the film. Oh, uh... So we saw it on Vimeo, but I don't know if it was, it, oh, could, it might have been a private link. There was link. a private link, never mind. Yeah, I think that was a screener. You're right. It's probably still in the festival circuits. Okay, so uh, let's go on to the next one. Release Hotter Up Close to the fucking public. Yes. I demand it. Release the Snyder <laughs> cut of Hotter Up Close. <laughs> Snyder cut of Oh, memes never die. Uh, all right, Scar... We're talking about Scar, old Danielkins. This was submitted to us by a good old Timothy J. Cox. Now, Jared, I'm... Timothy J. Cox. I'm noticing something. I think... Yeah. Timmy just... He he watches short, independent films because that's kind yeah. of his, his playground. Like, he wasn't in this at all. What's his fucking deal? Is he trying to do our job? He, he saw he this film and job? he's like, this film is awesome. I want you guys to watch it. And um, it was a pretty good film. No, we watch films and we say it's, we talk about it. <laughs> and we send it to say, hey, you watch this or not watch it. He can't. Guys, what I'm trying to say is Timothy J. Cox is actually our boss. Yes. Um, <laughs> he's the, he's the boss of the podcast. And uh, he's also kind of a father figure. So we look up to him in that way. It's weird. You're not supposed to mix business with family. Exactly. But we do it. But we do it. And it's it's a train wreck. 
Uh, anyway. <laughs> Does that also mean that me and you are brothers? <laughs> yes, exactly. Hell yeah. Thank you, Timothy, for submitting this. Um, it's always great to see other people enjoying indie films as much as we do. So, Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I didn't say it. Timothy J. Cox, you son of a bitch. <laughs> All right. So, Scar is about a girl who is a teenage girl who um, basically gets lymphoma. Yep. And she has to go through chemo. Her mother has just died of lymphoma not too long ago, maybe two years ago. And I think other people in her family have also died of cancer. Like, it's cancer is not a stranger to her family. So, it's about this teenage girl who's kind of dealing with, you know, the diagnosis as well as the aftermath well the the aftermath of the diagnosis and then the struggles of the actual chemotherapy and it's very sad it's a very sad movie yeah this movie starts off cuz like i didn't i didn't look into what this was going to be about and uh you start watching you're like okay is this going to be like a comedy this like a girl and she like drops the pizza and the dad's mm-hmm. like all right go get another one we're going to be late and you're like, oh, what are they going to be late for? And then we cut to them at the doctor and you're like, oh, no, yeah. <laughs> what's this? And then they start describing it like, oh, she's been coughing and choking a lot. She's got a lump. Uh, she hasn't been eating. And you're like, no, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Right mm-hmm. now? Uh, and that's when the sadness kicks in. So, Dan, I think we can both probably agree. Technically, there was nothing wrong with this film. No, it was pretty well i mean like, solidly maybe made. maybe some of the 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 sound was a little yeah, bit sure off. let's get into it so the the biggest issue that i had with the sound was like the adr was fine and the dialogue was like everything was fine but it felt like in certain scenes the volume of the sound was turned up too high and she kind of mm. peaked in a way that okay. like if, if you were watching like the the audio it would go into the red and not in the yellow like it mm-hmm. kind of distorted a little bit. And that was the only thing that I had uh issue with with the film. Everything else, yeah, very wonderfully constructed, like very competently made. Um just the sound just kind of peaked. And it wasn't all the time, it was just in certain areas of dialogue. The the time that I noticed it the most she was like talking to her friend. Yeah. Oh, I thought there was more to that. No. <laughs> uh so I'll say probably my criticism would be some of the acting um, was a little rough. I won't call anybody out, but uh, there were certain scenes where I just felt like the emphasis on the words, it was almost like more they were reading from a script and not mm-hmm. being in that character. Yeah. Um. An- another thing I would say is the main character does a great job. Yes. But she is supposed to be 17 years old. Mm-hmm. And I felt like, I don't know if it was the director or, or like, this is the direction that they wanted to go with it, but it, they made her seem so much younger than she's supposed to be. Like, it's like her at the hospital with the big teddy bear. She's like, oh, I got my teddy bear. And it, it there's like a pouty, childlike persona that this kid has. Well, like, I You're think... 17 years old. Here, here, now here's here's let me take your criticism and put you in your place my friend okay i'm ready let's go let us not judge for lest we be judged because mm. to be fair to the film and to kind of put perspective on this the lead actress allison and the director casey K- 
Casey's the lead actress and the director is Allison. They're both cancer survivors. Holy crap. So this is a very personal film for them. Yeah. Wow. So you have to like kind of take that in consideration. So I, I think there is an importance there to that youthfulness because it's like, even though they are almost adults, like to, for this to happen to somebody so young, you know what I mean? You want to to bring it back into like the comfort of youth, the comfort of I need to be protected by somebody still. You know what I mean? I don't know. That's that's kind of what I got out of it. Like I, the the teddy bear didn't bother me. I've it, it kind of goes back to the whole idea of pizza because she's very childlike. You said at the beginning, yeah. and you know it, it, there's yes, she's supposed to be transitioning into an adulthood, but this big C is getting in her way, mm-hmm. and it's stunting her her transition into. Yeah, that's true. To focus on some positives here because there's a, there's many. This is probably the most creative out of all the films because some of the stuff that they do shot wise is so freaking cool. Oh my God. With the sets and everything. The dream sequence, if it is a dream sequence. Really cool. I don't know if it is. It was really interesting. So there's a scene where, you know, she's talking to her friend and she's talking about how like the chemo works like this and blah, 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 blah. And they, they're having like a good laugh about it, which was really fun to see. But then it cuts to her kind of in darkness like she's sitting in a hospital bed and that is that has a spotlight on it but dad's kind of shrouded in darkness the doctors are kind of shrouded in darkness and she's talking out loud and nobody's listening to her so it's like mm-hmm. is this a dream but then it cuts back to that same scene later on in the film and that doesn't seem like a dream it's so cool so it's really surreal in that way i feel like it's trying to equate what her experience was when she mm. was there and like how she's like i don't know what's going on my dad's here, but it's almost like he's helpless and he can't help me. And they're just doing things and no one's explaining what's going on. And like, how long will I have to be here? And it's like, how do we show that visually? And I feel like they did such a good job doing that. It was amazing. Um, Some other things I want to point out that I really liked. Every shot had something interesting. Like one of the best shots I've seen this year is the shot where the dad is explaining to the daughter that she has cancer and they're in the car. Oh yeah. Remember what, and it's the, uh, so the forest is behind them and the sun is setting. That was awesome. I'm going to take a still of it. Yeah. It's fantastic. It's so good. So we have that, we have her and her friend with their legs up on the wall and they're talking mm-hmm. like that, which is very aesthetically pleasing how they set that up. There's the dark room stuff we talked about. There's just like so many really good well thought out shots like that. Yeah. Where like we have to have everything be interesting while we're delivering the dialogue. And I think they do such a good job with that. Very engaging film. So, uh, yeah. So this is on Vimeo. It is not password protected. So we will link this film so you can watch it. It's yeah. three years old, but it's well worth your time. I am only seeing that it has about a thousand views. Let's give it some more guys. Let's give yeah, it some seriously. more. It's, it's really good. And I'll end it on this too. There is a, a dancing montage with the girl after she started getting chemo and she has a wig on and she's dancing and it was so freaking cool. And then it's just a montage of like all of her friends asking her questions about cancer and what's going on with that. And she's just like partying and having fun. And at one point she pulls the wig off and you're like, or I think it falls off. It falls off. But then good scene. Yeah. But then that leads right into her saying, I never considered I could really die. And when you're that young, 
You don't ever think about that. Which, again, that kind of puts the emphasis on, like, the teddy bear and the fact that she's kind of portrayed as young. You're mm-hmm. right. It's all part of it. It's all part of it, Dan. The innocence. The loss of innocence. You're right. I'm so blind. How could I not see? Ooh. Allison Hale wrote, directed, and photographed it. She's the cinematographer. Oh, shit. Very nice. She's the lead? No, Casey Lindman is the lead, but Allison Hale is the the brains behind it, and she also held the camera. Amazing. Yes. Fantastic work. Um, I retract everything I said negatively about it. <laughs> okay, so our next film is Amy Victoria, and it was sent to us by the IMPR Agency. So the uh, writer and producer is... Mikhail Chowdhury. So um I don't so I don't know if he sent it to us or the PR agency. Either PR way, agency did. Either way, we got it. Thank you. Thank you so much for submitting this to us. It says it is a queer deaf love story. So, yes, like Jared said, this is a, another film that is in the queer category in terms of the Hell subject yeah. matter. Um, just like, I love uh, it. Keep yeah. sending us stuff like yeah. this. It's pride month too. So yeah. Wow. Perfect. We're fucking geniuses. <laughs> no, even though we didn't do anything. <laughs> I was going to say, we, we didn't do anything, we but just nothing to do with that. Except the films and then review them. <laughs> We're fucking assholes. We're just the worst. What's interesting about this is yes, it is a queer relationship, but they are both deaf or they're both yeah. part of hearing. And it's it's um, a film that was shot in lockdown, so like you have the lockdown constraints on an iPhone. On an iPhone, yes, yeah. And yeah. it is definitely a film that tried to break out. Uh, like the film's narrative tries to break out of this lockdown that's happening because the film's narrative mm-hmm. is centered around the lockdown. Like lockdown is a conflict in this film, so it yes. kind of dates the film. And if we're going to think about it in that way, mm-hmm. but. It is a heartwarming film. I'll say that. It's it's kind of cute. It, so I think there just isn't enough there story wise mm-hmm. for me. I think there's some interesting shots because it's basically like there's a couple. They want to spend their one year anniversary together. They can't because one of the people in the in this relationship, her father's at risk. Yeah. So they can't be meeting together because if she gets COVID and then he gets COVID, he could die. But then the the conflict comes from. Uh, the main character, she's like, oh, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to write this really great song that I want to perform to you. But then she ignores her girlfriend the whole time Mm -hmm. and like, doesn't text her. And like, that's, I also think the conflict comes from like, she may have forgotten it's the one year. Oh, oh, okay. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm making that up. I just felt like the conflict felt like a like a Friends episode where I don't like it where it's like, it's just misunderstandings. Yeah, no, I get that. Sometimes that can be good. Sometimes it can be bad. But one thing I really did like about this film. So I, I'm agreeing with you. Like this film could have had more to the conflict, could have more to the narrative. It could sure. have had more um, interesting treatment of the camera and the mise-en-scene. I mean, it is shot on an iPhone, so that's always impressive. Mm-hmm. But um, what I really liked about this film, my my huge crush on this film is the end. Whenever the the you get subtitles for everything they say and whenever you get to hear or see her this this girl perform her poem for her girlfriend you don't get subtitles and you're like 
you really have to read into the ASL if you're not familiar with it to like kind of glean what she's saying in this poem. And, and like, I, I really liked the mystery behind that. Like it was very special for people who are part of hearing. Yeah. I thought it was really cool just because it just, it became interpretive dance to me. It became like, she's just expressing herself with her and hands. Yeah. It through this like dance that she's doing yes. almost. And it was, that was really cool. Yeah. You're right. I thought you were going to say you really like the end because uh, there's like an after credits thing where oh yeah no <laughs> it's the reverse and she does a TikTok and I'm like oh no she does like a TikTok dance and so I, well I mean you have that but then the like, face became sad <laughs> I what what I liked about that like the the silly ending was um, one of the girls who's trying to get um, the attention of the other one because so so basically she writes the poem she goes to this girl's house and then she's like come to the balcony. And she sings mm -hmm. three rocks. And then you're like, what? what? And then even the girlfriend's like, what? why did you send me rocks? And she's like, I was pretending like it was a movie. You know how they get your attention by throwing rocks on the window. But that wouldn't work for us. I'm like, ah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you can break someone's fucking window doing that. Yeah. Yeah, there were some sweet moments to it. I just felt like uh, the conflict was a little weak. Yeah. Um, and they also had to work around the constraints of we're filming this on an iPhone. And for filming on an iPhone, it looks pretty good. Yeah, exactly. It's looking pretty good. And they did some pretty slick stuff in the beginning. Remember when there's like that uh that movement shot? It's it's turning slowly through the bedroom and then it centers on the subject on the bed. I thought that was really good. Mm -hmm. But then after that, we didn't really get a lot more like that. But again, it's the constraints of like it's not really much we can do. Can't really interact that well. But uh, yeah, it was okay. I I, I would want to see what this crew can do now that we're winding down from the pandemic. Like now yeah. that we can, yeah, yeah, for yeah. Sure. I want to see it where they can they can really make something uh, without the constraints of viruses. Here's here's another thing to think about. Like this film can exist. Well, this film exists as a short film, whereas the other two, Scar and hotter up close, I feel lend themselves to features. Like mm. there's so much in those two that like are going on without saying they're going on. The narrative has so much to the story that you can explore. Whereas this one was, I mean, it, it's a short film. It's like a simple story. It's, it's, it's life during lockdown and a, a relationship that's, you know, suffering because of it. So, I mean, you could make a, a, feature out of this but i just didn't see the roots taking place if that makes sense hmm. they i would love to see a feature with characters like this but yes. not have anything to do with lockdown yeah i just i know just have it oh, be yeah, like no, a, a love queer, story a queer, a queer death love story that sounds awesome yeah i'd i'd watch that but like i again that's there's also a little bias in me where it's like i don't just i can't i don't fucking care about lockdown anymore <laughs> yeah well i mean like, i'm so fucking over lockdown dude i don't want to watch and i know people are gonna send stuff about lockdown to us and we're gonna have to watch it and i i'm not gonna turn them away i'm gonna try to watch it but uh fuck lockdown that's all i'm saying <laughs> It's like, we get it. We're all locked down. Jeez. We're all fucking locked down, baby. <laughs> well, Dan, I think we've, uh, 
we're coming down to the the old sunset here on on the indie film review. We're gonna mm. we're gonna walk off into it. But uh, before we do that, why don't you give it a little plug? Yes, yeah, so you can find us on Twitter at Indie Film Pod. You can find us on Instagram at Indie Film Review Pod. You can email us at theindiefilmreview at gmail dot com. Um, we have a Patreon if you would like to contribute to that. One dollar tier, two or three dollar tier, and five dollar tier. But those five dollars are typically just for filmmaker submissions. If you are a filmmaker, you want to get your film reviewed faster because our waiting list is about six months or so. Um, yeah, yeah. We will either review it in one to two weeks or set a date for you. And um, you can determine that date if you have a press embargo, which is really convenient. So you just donate once and you can get rid of the subscription. You don't have to keep the subscription. Just the first donation is yeah. all we need. We also have a PayPal now, uh, paypal.me slash indie film review and um just it's five dollars for the donation and then we will review your film faster hell yeah and I, also uh i just started an only fans too okay oh so if you subscribe to that um <laughs> you get to see uh pictures of my ankle oh. and i will also berate you in front of a a group of your peers if you for watching my ankles I'll ankle shame you. <laughs> I might do some feet play. We'll see. I don't know. I don't know if I'm there yet. Maybe I'll like step on some eggs. We're, I'm workshopping it. All right. It's all new to me. Ludes, not nudes, man. <laughs> I just made myself snorf. Snorf? I just said. Yeah. Oh, snorfs aplenty. Anyways, necropoticon.com. Go check it out. Uh, a lot of other cool podcasts on the network. If you want to, you know, if you like ours, you're like, all right, but what else is there? You can go check them out. There's so many good ones. Um, thank you all for listening so much. I really appreciate it. If you enjoyed this show, tell other people about it. Yes. Give us a review on the place that you do that. Yes. Do fan art of Dan and me, even though we, I don't know if we've ever posted. Our, I think our, I think there's images of us out there. Yes. <laughs> do fan art of me and Dan kissing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but anyways, thank you so much for listening. Dan, you have the final word. Yes, I do. Ladies and gentlemen, here is the final word. Yo. Jelly bean. Necropoticon. Hard to pronounce? Easy to listen.